0: Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and today I have with me Eric Stockton, the general manager at Perfect Audience, a company that helps marketers increase their ROI through retargeting. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why it's important to break down silos in marketing. I also wanted to know about how Perfect Audience can help us do that. Before we talk to Eric Stockton, I wanted you to know that you can always reach out to my team if you want to boost your company's visibility online. We can help you with content marketing, online PR, SEO, social media marketing, and more. For more details, you can visit our website at shanebarker.com. Now that we got that covered, let's start the podcast episode. All right, you guys, today we have Eric Stockton um, is the, the the gentleman in charge. He just waved on a podcast, which I do love because we, we've already been talking for about <laughs> 10 minutes or five minutes, and I, I can already tell you guys, this is going to be a fun podcast because... He's a little bit of a smart aleck, which is the only type of people I like to interview. Um, and so we're going to have some fun on this today. So Eric, for the, the two or three people out of the 10 people that listen to my podcast that don't know about you, why don't you give us a little breakdown of like where you grew up and, and kind of give us a little background.
1: Sure. Uh, so I, I was born and raised actually in Indiana, uh, in the cornfields of Indiana. And uh, uh, very quickly, uh, I, don't, I don't know, high school years, uh, moved to Florida. And uh, went to the University of Florida, uh, where I studied food science and human nutrition, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, with and I, three buddies of mine, we co-founded a, a little tech company right there in my dorm room at, at UF and, uh, and, and, and grew that up uh, over the years. Uh, it, it was not at all my plan. Uh, I was, you know, this is sort of pre-tech pre e-commerce uh, there was no amazon.com you know this was back in the day and uh you know we 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 had a lot of figured a lot of stuff out you know and, yeah uh, so food science and nutrition was not in the cards for me uh, actually that was funny it was actually my way into dental school
0: and dental school was definitely not <laughs> what was I was quick huh you're like man, eh, that's not let's make a right turn yeah back. no yeah not gonna do that so so you got and so you, uh, the it's the Gators, right, in Florida. Yeah. So yeah. I'll tell you, man, I was I've been out to Florida. I said a consulting gig, which is a whole other conversation. I was out there for six months, and I do think that the people of Florida would kill for the Gators. Like I've never seen so many people wearing Gator stuff. I mean, yeah. everywhere. And I would yeah. be scared if you were the opposite of a Gator and you wore something. I don't know if you would make it out of Florida. Like I remember seeing it everywhere. Like probably bigger. I'm not going to say bigger than the dolphins but potentially bigger than the Dolphins, like insane.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Gator nation. Uh, you go to an airport and you're going to see somebody in gator gear for
0: sure. It, it was, it, it blew me away. I was like, well, cause I, you know, I mean, you see different football teams and this, that, and the other, but I remember thinking in Florida, I thought, man, I need to go pick up something gator related. Like even if it's not even about the football team, like I need to have a gator on me just for safety, just to make yeah. sure that you're affiliated. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's such a great talent too. I don't know if you've ever been to Gainesville, but uh, you know, it's sort of this awesome, sort of combination of a small town feel uh, with, you know, obviously the university right there, you know, very young and, and, and uh, just a really interesting, like energetic vibe to it. And then they've got an entire startup scene that's downtown, it's huge, um, which is actually how Sharpspring came about.
0: Well, and I actually know the guys at Sharpspring, which is a whole nother conversation. But the, the funny part for me is when I was down there in Gainesville, we, my son, and this is many months ago, but he was in football and he was part of a, um, a team here in California that they actually went out there and played in Florida. So I've, I've been there. I mean, just an awesome, awesome. The stadium is absolutely insanely crazy and awesome. Yeah. And so I, I have nothing but good things to say about Florida and especially Gainesville. Just, and I know that startup community. I know Rick and those guys over there. Um, yeah. Once again, some phenomenal people. I've, I've known them for a long time and now yeah, you've yeah. got uh, a good things going there. So how big was your family growing up? Like how many brothers and sisters-
1: yeah. So uh, I've got a brother and a sister, uh, both younger than I am. So they, they had that to deal with, you know, with the older yeah. brother.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you just protect them for anything? You still protect your sister or you just kind of let her go off? She's free now.
1: They, well, she's married. so she has that, you know, she has her husband to do that, but uh, oh, yeah, good. You know, still got still the big brother. And uh, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. 4th you know, of July for my family is, is pretty awesome. So we've got, both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side, they married when they were pretty young, 21, I think 2021. 20, and um, you know, so they, they didn't live, but like five miles away from each other. And mm. and so both sides of my family are all, you know, like they all get together and it's, it's a really neat thing when you get to 4th of July and there's, you know, a hundred and 100, 150 people there um, that you haven't seen in well since the last 4th of July. So it's, it's yeah.
0: fun. Yeah. I love that. And I I tell you, that's one thing I've always been jealous of, of people that families that are, that get together like that. Like when you have the, especially 4th of July or anything that's you know, festive. And I, I just, when you see those kind of things, like my wife and I, like we have, you know, we have a lot of friends, but it's like, you know, we'll get together with two or three people. And I'm like, what, how do I get invited to the big parties? Like the people over there that like block off the street and the city's involved. And there's like cranes bringing in, you know, like blow up tents and all this other stuff. I'm like, I, I feel like I need to pick up some new friends here. And so yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. I love that kind of stuff.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I've got you know, you got the big barn in the background and and the pond, and the kids are all jumping in the pond. It's it's pretty picturesque, actually. It's pretty cool. It's
0: like a Norman Rockwell picture, a painting. I just see this this picture of me going. That's where I need to be when I get older, or when I'm mature, or when something something happens. Maybe one day. We'll yeah, see. Awesome. Who knows? Maybe I'll show up to your event, which would be super awkward because you didn't invite me, but that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. We could talk about that probably off the off the podcast. So you said that you're currently in Atlanta, right? That's where Perfect Audiences is, is located right now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so Sharp Springs in Gainesville, Florida. And mm-hmm. uh, Sharp Springs made a decision uh, after the uh, about a year ago, I guess, uh, to uh, open up a small office in Atlanta and in Buckhead, actually. And um, yeah, my role here has been sort of twofold. Uh, one is general manager of Perfect Audience, and then also working on, you know, opening up a small office in uh, in Atlanta.
0: So Buckhead, if I remember, isn't Buckhead like a really pretty rich area?
1: Uh, I think. Well, so there are two different. Pl- it's where Salesforce is. I mean, if you're familiar with Atlanta uh, at all, so it's in sort of the north end of. Yeah. You know, Sales loft, Salesforce. Yeah. Gotcha. There's camp. Yeah. There's like a ton of really cool tech companies up in this way.
0: Some big players out there. Cool. 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 And what was your like coming out of college? Like, Cause that was one thing and you've already touched on like your degree in college, you know, and I love it when, when I interview people that are like, ah, it was a whatever, you know, as a science <laughs> major and now I'm doing analytics online, which are usually not hand in hand. Like what was your first job out of college or was it, you guys I you know you had started that, you had your little tech startup that you guys started out of your out of the living room or the dorm room or whatever it was is that was that your first job
1: yeah it really was um i i was that you know silly kid you know who needed beer money right and and that was my thing right i mean i needed beer money rent money you know so you know we we i was really into computers at the time and i was building these computers out of my dorm room mm-hmm. and you know selling them to like professors and this is back when you you know you had a little pc yeah yeah you put it together. Yeah, you put it together, and and you sort of like you know mod it out for somebody, or or you know you had these these younger you know rich kids come along, and they're like, yeah, I got got mom and dad's money, let me go and uh, you know blow two thousand dollars on a on a you know on a machine, and and so I would build it, and I would take their money, and you uh, sure should, uh, sure yeah. should. And, yeah. so you know, and they had the best you know gaming system and you know in the world for about. Know, six months, you know, until something else came along yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it's, it was a great uh, turnover business, right. Because, you know, customers would come back over and over again because six months from now, you know, yeah. they, uh, you know, you need need
0: get, more you RAM, know. better graphics card, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah. There's... Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So actually one of those customers turned into uh, one of my, you know, one of my best friends and uh, you know, we, you know, me and two or three other guys got together and said, you know, let's, let's like, figure out how to put this stuff online. Right. And that was like a pretty novel concept back then. Right. E-commerce mm. like the term didn't even exist. Right. And and so we were, you know, we were building a website and it was me and, and uh, Microsoft. Um, oh gosh. I can't remember. I, I, Microsoft. It wasn't paint. It was uh front page. You remember Microsoft? Front, yeah. front page?
0: Damn, that's a flashback
1: i know right and so you know microsoft front page i built my own little website you know with a couple of pages on it and then uh uh you know we started we started advertising and that thing you know it it blew up um when we started advertising in some of the right places and we sort of got a little bit of a reputation and you know um first year i think we did three or four hundred k you know, in in revenue. And the second year was like a couple million. And then we doubled that the next year. And by, you know, at the peak, you know, sort of at the top end, we were doing around 70 million in, in revenue.
0: That's incredible. I mean, that just, that's absolutely incredible. Especially back then it was just, it was a different time, right? There was not absolutely. a lot of competitors, but you guys were, you know, it's like when you start doing this stuff, you're kind of figuring these things out. It's yeah. it's awesome when you get that kind of traction. I mean, obviously, a lot of things have changed, and and that's kind of sure. the the joy of what we do is that the things are there's always new things to learn, and and you kind of evolve through that process. So, when did you start working for Perfect Audience? Like, you it was almost what about two years ago now? Actually,
1: no. Uh, three days from now will be my one year anniversary of the acquisition of Perfect Audience. So, ah, we're right gotcha. we're right up
0: at the one year mark. Yeah, gotcha. One year, and then that was and that was. Um, Rick and those guys, obviously, at, at Sharpspring that actually purchased you guys, right? Or, is that, or, how, or how did that happen? Kind of give me the Yeah, no, that's
1: a great, it's a great question. So actually, I came in from the Sharpspring side. Um, ah. uh, I So I used to run this group called Marketing Sherpa, uh, which was, uh, you know, sort of like the Forrester or Gartner research for all things marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted a data point on something, you know, Marketing Sherpa sort of had it. And, uh, you know, shortly after I left Marketing Sherpa uh, and, and came back to Gainesville, uh, Rick was starting up uh, this, this tech company, this marketing automation company called SharpSpring. We got to know each other a little bit and, and uh, you know, sort of just kept in touch over the years. And um, uh, last, I don't know, last June or July, uh, we started talking about this potential, act- well, no, that's not right. Uh, August, maybe, uh, we were starting to talk about this potential opportunity and, um, in perfect audience. And they were thinking about acquiring it and, you know, uh, one thing led to another and yeah, we Here closed we on it November 21st. Yeah. 2019.
0: Wow. Wow. Almost one year anniversary. Yeah. And so what, um, With perfect, with obviously picking up perfect perfect audience and and obviously that plays very well into, to SharpSpring and what they do, like why, you know, in regards to to that acquisition, why do you think that that was a good acquisition? How did that make sense in regards to SharpSpring and how did that fit in?
1: Well, uh, I'll give you my take on it. I, I think, you know, when you, when you think as a marketer, um, you know, all of the different sorts of tech stack, you know, marketing stack, uh, Uh, point solutions that you can sort of like put on your credit card bill, right? So I'm kind of thinking, you know, like, um, you know, your your chat bot and your email solution and maybe your marketing automation solution and you got your CMS and your CRM and, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, you you sort of like, you know, try to stitch all of those things together with maybe some integrations or, you know, maybe you've got Zapier or something that's sort of like stitching all of those things together. You know, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we really miss as marketers, like we try to like, you know, put a solution in place of the core problem and the core problem is, you know, how much money am I putting in and how much money am I getting out and where do I double down and what's working and where do I cut back on what's not. And this acquisition, I think from Sharpspring, uh, perfect audience sort of helps us get a whole funnel view mm-hmm. Of what's happening all the way from a first ad impression to, you know, a conversion and everything in between in the life of the lead. And that to me is, has been what's sort of drawn me to this whole thing. It's been fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's invaluable. I mean, it really is understanding that full picture. Cause that's, you know, we always joke around about marketing is that, you know, yeah, I'm spending 10 grand a month and five grand is working. I just don't know which five grand, right. It always comes right. down to like, where do I take away from an ad to, and you know, what's that? And I think that I would agree with you. I think that, that fills in that, that void for you. It's like, great. We have automation, but then we got to figure out like how we're going to be able to bring people into the automation process and then having that full cycle and seeing once again, for every dollar I'm spending, I'm making $2. And and how does that look? So who would, in your opinion, I mean, you know, I I think about this, who would benefit most from the software from perfect audience. I mean, I obviously have my opinion on this, uh, but what is your opinion in regards to who could benefit the most and what kind of companies would it, was it really designed for?
1: So, um, that's a great question. So perfect audience started out of uh, Y Combinator in 2011 and, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, founded, you know, in a, in a, in a YC class, they exited, you know, they raised their series, a uh, really smart, you know, really smart people in, in the ad space and, and, and really just, you know, developers, right. Sort of thinking about like, how do you, how do you build this, you know, this thing. And uh, you know, I, I, what it's sort of evolved into since then, and especially since we have have, have sort of come in, is uh, to understand like the kind of marketer that's using Perfect Audience. You know, you, you got to sort of take a step back and say, okay, well, the, you know, the core problem, you know, the you know, the marketer kind of you know wakes up in the middle of the night, right, with a pain point, and it's not. Uh, you know, what digital advertising solution do I need? Right. That's not their pain point. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, marketing automation or, you know, email solutions. That's not, you know, they don't wake up in the middle of the night with that kind of, you know, that kind of like fear. Right. The, the thing that they wake up in the middle of the night is, you know, how, if they're an entrepreneur, for example, you know, that's like, how am I going to get you know, enough revenue out of this thing so I can go and raise, you know, some money or, you know, and, and hire some people or make payroll next month. Right. You know, or down the road, you know, if they're a more established company, you know, in a, in a marketing, you know, uh, maybe they've got a three or four people in a marketing department, small marketing department, you know, it's, how do I make my numbers, you know, this quarter, next quarter, how do I get the growth out of this thing? You know, that, that I need, how do I keep my job? Right. I mean, these are like fundamental like questions. And so, the kind of customer that we serve are the ones that are a little bit larger. They're in a marketing department, three to five people, give or take uh, that, you know, in a company, you know, three to five Mm -hmm. people or so uh, and, you know, are, are trying to, you know, really get a holistic view of their marketing Uh, and, and going back to what we were talking about, you know, you know, just understanding um, sort of the entire funnel view of what's happening from ad, you know, all the way to, to conversion. Uh, and then also the agencies that serve them, right? So you've got these digital agencies that are out there that have clients just like this one, uh, this, this marketer, and, you know, maybe they don't have enough time, they've sourced it to a digital agency, and that digital agency is looking to be able to come in and come up with, you know, really great, you know, performance solutions for, you know, for their clients. And, and they want an easy way to be able to sort of look at everything independently, uh, like all the different channels, right? You know, you got Google, you got Facebook, you got all these different places where you can do display. And, you know, you pull all of that in under one roof and you can really start to see how your campaigns are performing and understand, you know, like independently uh, from an attribution standpoint, independently, you know, how they perform. Um, and then again, where do I double down? Where do I cut back? You know, and how do I get, you know, how do I get the performance?
0: And I think that's a value of seeing that in, in one dashboard, right? Being able to see all that because there's, you can, it, it's hard to kind of understand where you're spending your money. And when you put that together, now it's a lot easier to be able to attribute that and say, okay, now we can look at this and, and figure out, hey, where we need to take away and where we need to add to. Yeah. So So
1: one of the things that I I think that's a great point, by the way, you know, I think about, think about it this way, like as, you know, when I, you know, for my own marketing campaigns, I'm just going to put my own, my own marketer hat on for a second for my own marketing campaigns that I used to run, uh, you know, in my past life, you know, one of the things that I would always, you know, just crack me up was, and and frustrate me all at the same time is I, you know, I, I have a conversion. I've got a single customer that came through my funnel, you know, and I'm, you know, great. And what, you know, and so then I log into like Google analytics and I log into Facebook and, and I see, well, where did this guy come from? And, you know, over here in Google analytics, I see a conversion, right. And then I turn around and over here in Facebook, you know, in the Facebook analytics, I see a conversion well, I only got one customer, but I got two conversions. Where did he come from, right? And so understanding, you know, where they really came from, you know, Google likes to claim the credit. Facebook, of course, you know, is going to like to claim the credit. But what Perfect Audience sort of does is it says, okay, we don't really care one way or the other. We're sort of platform agnostic or channel agnostic. What we care about is where did it actually come from that drove that sale, right? And, you know, we're sort of that independent, you know, single source of truth.
0: And I love that because I, I, you know, that's if if I had a dollar for every time that I'm looking at two different platforms that are claiming the one lead that came in, it's like, and then clients like, so what happened here? And you're like, everybody just wants to claim the kid for for, you know, when it comes to tax time, everybody wants to claim the kid, you know, and get the get the the rebates so you spend more money. So, yeah, I I love that. The fact that you guys are able to go in there and, and disseminate that. So tell us about some some customers or clients you guys have had that have big successes with you guys that have had probably those issues of coming in and going, hey, I, I'm I think this is working. I'm not fully aware if this is totally working, and where do I need to take money away and where do I need to add money to? And, and give us some give us some good stuff.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a good question. So we, I mean, we have multiple use cases, right? I mean, we, you know, we, we've worked with Sotheby's, you know, over the years and Sotheby's being, you know, a large auction house, you know, worldwide, right. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, Huge. And, and so, you know, Sotheby's is interesting because, you know, they, they don't just have us based geo targeting, you know, they're also doing international and now you've got GDPR and all these other kinds of things that are coming into play, Mm. you know, um, RackSpace, you know, SendGrid, uh, who was just obviously acquired not too long ago, Ninety Nine Designs, uh, you know, Eventbrite, DigitalOcean, you know, these are companies that, you know, uh, it's sort of an interesting sort of cross, right? So we have, you know, B two B, right? On you know, and these are companies that are coming in, they're saying, I need to drive more leads, you know, from the audience that I have, and we have B two C, you know, where you know, these are people that are trying to drive conversions or new sales, uh, and drive revenue. Uh, uh, on the other, you know, on the other end of the spectrum. And um, I I think we, it's interesting to me that we get to sort of sit back. This is the fun part to me. Uh, You know, you'll sort of, I don't know, nobody can see my face, but I'm smiling, you know, (laughs) you know, so, you know, we get to sit back and we sort of get to look at a cross section of the, of the web right. And understand web and social and really understand across these thousands of campaigns that are running, you know, what's working, you know, in verticals and what's not working, you know, and, you know, it was really interesting, like during COVID, you know, like you could see like just the numbers move. You could see how certain advertisers in like we had, for example, we had an advertiser in uh, the travel industry focusing on Italy. And, mm-hmm. and if you remember, you know, that was a tough, that's, that's, that's tough Brutal. Right? back, back yeah. then because Italy, like they had this huge, you know, uh, blow up in, in the, uh, early on. And, and, and so, you know, you know, this, this guy, obviously, you know, he's, he's spinning down his campaigns and he's pausing for a while until things sort of blow over. And, and then, you know, on the other side, you see all these e-commerce sites just blowing up, right. You know, and, and they're just getting huge and, you know, meal delivery obviously was huge local, you know, local stores, you know, really trying to drive revenue, you know, because now they can't, they don't have in, you know, seating anymore. So they're trying to do meal delivery and they're doing advertising for that. So it it was an interesting sort of shifting, you know, in what was happening across that, across that cross section.
0: That's, that's awesome. Well, I love it when you have data like that, you can kind of start to see trends and things that are going on. And it's like, you feel like I'm not going to say God by any means, but you're kind of like, Oh, this is interesting. I kind of see this and now I can understand where to, put money in once thing we talked about putting money in and taking money away. So, so what does the future look like for a perfect audience? And when I, wanna, I mean, you guys, I know you guys have got a, I know you guys are working on some other cool features cause we've obviously done a review. Um, so what do we got going? Cause can you give us any good stuff or, I mean, giving tell us some stuff that you're not supposed to tell us. I mean, come on, don't, don't be shy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think there, I don't, we don't really <laughs> hold back. I, I think, you know, what we're trying to do is, is get back to what I was saying earlier, right. Which is, you know, a marketer, you know, know, you and I, you know, just putting ourselves in these, in these shoes, like, you know, we know that, you know, we are trying to figure out how to understand a holistic view of what's happening, you know, uh, in, in the life of a lead. And, and so when somebody comes along and says, you know, you know, I'm, I'm spending my money and I, you know, I need to really understand, you know, how it's behaving and, and, and what the ROI is on, on these various campaigns, you know, and and it's not just, you know, you the, the the worst the worst marketing programs I've ever seen. The worst marketing, just in general. And and I've done a lot of consulting and things in the past. And you know, you know, and I'll like sort of parachute into a company and, and I'll look at at the business and and I'll 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 be like, you know, you, you everybody's everybody's optimizing based on their job title. Right. Yeah. So, so what happens is they come in and, you know, it's like, okay, the email guy, he's got his email stuff going on and, you know, he's got his metrics, he's got his KPIs and you got the ad guy, he's got his metrics and his KPIs and you got the, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever, right. Content person. And Oh my yeah. gosh, like how in the world do I drive that like, or tie that to revenue? You know, that's there's those kinds of
0: yeah. you know
1: kinds of things. And then what ends up happening is, you know, you've got the marketing manager, the, you know, the director, or, you know, CMO, if you're large enough, whatever. And, you know, that person's just like trying to juggle like how all this stuff works and, and, you know, it's too siloed, right? We need to break down these silos and look at marketing for what it is, which is the way that the CEO and the CFO and the owner or the investors, you know, look at your business. You know, it's not, departmentalized and it's not chopped up into little cross sections and little mini KPIs that, that operate in a silo. It is, I put a dollar in and I get $2 out, right? I, you know, I am looking at like things from a holistic perspective. I need to know where I need to put my money in, you know, and I need to know how fast it's going to come back to me. I need to know how fast you can grow this thing, right? Those are the things that, that drive businesses. And that's that's what we're trying to solve.
0: And I think that 's the key because it is things are very siloed and and at the end of the day, an investor and an owner really doesn 't care about the silos they want to know how it all works together like is it is it driving revenue, and how does that how do you do that right and how is that happening right and it, you can 't go and say, well." the, you know, the email person is doing this and I think they're doing a good job. It's like, well, I don't care. I just care about, is it driving revenue? And how is it driving revenue? Do you know what's really happening? Because most CMOs, a lot of CMOs don't know, right? It's like, this is all coming together. I think we're doing a pretty good job, but it's not that having that full holistic picture and being able to truly understand that. So I think that's, that's awesome that you guys are, are, uh, because it's been a, it's been a pain point for a lot of people that I know for sure. People that I've interviewed and talked to outside of my podcast of like, Hey, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces here and I'm trying to see what's working thanks, Eric. It's been an absolute fun conversation. We will wrap up this segment. But on the next episode, Eric will talk about the state of digital advertising. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast.